This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the Treasure Coast and the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida, brought to you by the Florida SBDC right here at Indian River State College. We've got with us today two, at least at least one good old friend uh, who I've known for years, and we go way back uh, in the world of business here across the Treasure Coast, St. Lucie County and the city of Fort Pierce. Uh, we've got Mr. Uh, Daryl Drummond, who serves as president and CEO of the Council of Aging St. Lucie, Inc. Uh, Daryl, gosh, blast from the past. It is so great to talk to you and see you again. Thank you, Tom. So happy to be with you. I'm glad that they have my name in captions so you'd know who you're talking to. It's been that many years. <laughs> That's right. Listen, we listen, we went through some 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 fun years uh in the city of Fort Pierce and St. Lucie County, man. Back in the back in the, the the good old days, that's for sure. Uh and uh, you know, we always knew. Uh, that that this, the day would come to where we we got discovered around here in the city of Fort Pierce and St. Lucie County, and I believe that day is upon us. I agree. I always yeah. felt that this was a diamond in the rough, and there's been a whole lot of polishing going on over the last 40 years. It's just very, very rewarding to see it. Yeah. Well, and again, folks like you, Daryl, uh, you're owed a lot of credit for for all that's happened. Uh, your public service in years past, your service with with the group that I started with, Main Street Fort Piers, your service as a city commissioner for uh, the city of Fort Piers. It it took uh, leaders, it took uh, visionaries like yourself to to get us where we are today. So thank you for all that you've done over the years uh, and your current service uh, with the Council of Aging. Thank you so much, Tom. A very kind words, and I can say the same with regard to you. Um, it, it has certainly aged both of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, um, and I want to make sure that we uh, we uh, introduce um, our other guest. Uh, it is the uh, Chief Financial Officer, uh, Lucinda Mouton. Uh, Lucinda, also thank you for joining us today uh, in our conversation about uh, the Council of Age in St. Lucie County. My pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Uh, and see, you're too young, Lucinda, to remember all that discussion that Daryl and I just had. So don't worry about all that. Um, listen, I uh, again, I, I can't wait to, to have the discussion. I have long uh, known about uh, the Council of Aging, uh, but I, I'm interested today. I, I, I love learning about uh, organizations and agencies that serve uh, St. Lucie County, serve the Treasure Coast. So I'm, I'm excited about our conversation. So uh, Lucinda, let's just start with you, as we always do with, with guests, just a little bit of your background, your pathway uh, to the Council of Aging. I've been with the Council of Aging since July 2010. I started off as a staff accountant, worked my way up to the Chief Financial Officer. I also oversee um, the meals department, which deliver our home delivered meals. 
Nice. Okay. And and same question for you, Daryl, kind of a, a little bit of your background. I touched on it a little bit, but uh, a little bit of your background and pathway uh, to sure, the council on aging. Yeah, I came to um, Fort Pierce right out of college back in 1979. I started with a family construction business with my uncle, uh, Ken Drond, and then I matriculated over to the city of Fort Pierce as a planner um, in the early 80s, and then got the bug and decided that uh, politics was um, something I wanted to try and was fortunate enough to be elected um, in 88 and served for eight years uh, as a city commissioner. Um, in that time, I had an opportunity to serve on the board of the Council on Aging and I served there for four years. And then they asked me as they were doing their construction of their new facility in Port St. Lucie uh, to take on a role as an employee. And I've been stuck since 1995. And so now 27 years later, um, I'm still with the organization, enjoy it immensely and believe in its uh, services even more. Now, the funny part is when I first came in, Tom, I was talking about everything we needed to do for seniors. Uh, today, I talk about everything we need to do for people like me. So I have graduated <laughs> to that world. <laughs> that, that, is, that is correct. Good assessment there, Daryl, yes. Uh, well, again, Daryl, thank you so much for, for all of your service uh, to our community. And, um, and again, I'm excited to, to have the conversation. So let's, let's get started. Sure. Who is the Council on Aging mission uh, purpose of the organization? I tell you, Tom, the, it's very timely that we're having this conversation. Uh, we're right on the threshold uh, in 2023. Uh, Council on Aging will have been in place for 50 years here wow. in St. Lucie County. Uh, it was started by a group of volunteers um, back in 73, 25 of them, as a matter of fact, uh, just trying to serve a meal to seniors throughout St. Lucie County. Um, from there, we evolved uh, to the world now that uh, we serve over uh, 500 meals per day. That program is still up and running, but we've expanded. And we now have adult daycare. We provide case management services. We provide respite. Uh, we provide transportation, and up until just a couple of years ago, we were the only um, transportation system in St. Louis County uh, under, with a contract with the county. Um, today, we're doing specialized transportation just for seniors uh, throughout the um, Treasure Coast, um, Martin, St. Lucie. And so we, we've evolved, and so that 25 volunteer has grown, but so has the staff. And now we have upward over 50 employees full-time, and we're dealing with a, a $5 million annual budget, and we provide those traditional services that everyone thinks of in terms of like the Meals on Wheels program, uh, as well as case management and counseling uh, for our seniors. And then, of course, we have an adult daycare that serves all of St. Lucie County um, so that individuals who are caregivers are able to know that their loved ones can be in a safe environment uh, while they continue to work in the community. And so we're, we're very proud of our expansion. You know, obviously, when you talk about, uh, you know, your your target market, you know, retirees, those, those specific um, folks, it's got to be pretty meaningful to you. And it's something that must be on your radar every day. You know, the, the, the um, statistics show that over a thousand people a day are moving to the state of Florida. 
Uh, I don't know exactly how many of that thousand are coming to the Treasure Coast, but I think it's close to 995 uh, <laughs> from the from the looks of the traffic. Uh, but but again, the majority of those folks, yes, sure, some of them are are you know moving for jobs and for opportunities. But I would imagine uh, some reasonable percentage of that number moving are those retiring from from their careers up north selling homes moving uh to the south uh to retire that's got to be pretty meaningful for you what do you see as as the future with the the council on aging do you do you see this uh you know you're having to double and quadruple your your work and staff over the next five to ten years again Absolutely, Tom, and, and those statistics are very, very helpful. Uh, what we've seen is that um, we are certainly growing here in St. Lucie County. Uh, when, when I moved here, the entire county population was right around 100, 150,000. Today, it's almost 350,000, of course, a lot of that being in the Port St. Lucie area. But seniors at this point represent about 32% of the county's population. And as you well know, uh, 60 is the new 40. So individuals right. are living much longer. And of course, the overall mission of the Council on Aging has been um, to maintain seniors in their home and provide services so they can remain independent and live out their golden years in their home. And that is both rewarding for them emotionally, but it's also rewarding for the community financially because there's far more cost-effective to keep a senior in the home versus having them in an institution. And of course, we always suggest that, uh, it, forget about the cost, just the quality of life in the home right. is greatly improved. And uh, talk to us, you, you touched on, uh, you know, gonna be around for 50 years. You talked about partners. Talk about those, those partnerships that, that you've got within our community, uh, cities, counties. How important are those partnerships and who are your primary partners? Well, those partnerships are, are extremely important. I, I will tell you for, for many, many years, we've um, had a partnership with the county in which uh, for those federal grants and those state grants, we're required to provide a 10% local match uh, so that we are able to obtain these programs. And the county has always felt very strongly uh, that they believe in these services for our seniors and they have graciously done that. And of course, we're doing that this month uh, before the county commission again. And I'm sure some of those same questions will be asked as well, uh, but we view it as just a enormous return on investment for 10% of the dollars, we're able to access 90%. So 190,000 brings about 1.9 million worth of dollars to our community. And one of those partners is um, our Treasure Coast Food Bank, uh, which is the vendor for those meals that we are uh, providing to our seniors. Uh, we this year have spent about a half a million dollars uh, with the Treasure Coast Food Bank and that allows them through their mission to provide additional services for not just seniors, but all individuals who are in need of a additional help for nutritional reasons. So those are the types of um, uh, groups that we work with. Nice. Uh, we also work with the hospital. We work with uh, hospice. Uh, we work with New Horizon. We do a lot of counseling for seniors, as you can well imagine. Uh, there's always a concern about isolation and most certainly during the COVID period, many of these seniors were isolated. And so we tried to make sure that our programs were designed 
to keep them involved. And so those are the kind of connections that we have. Nice. Um, and I guess uh, touch on, uh, I know you have uh, some holiday events uh, and it is, we are coming up on the holidays. Uh, what's, what specific activities do you have around the holidays? Oh, sure. Every um, holiday season, uh, Christmas, uh, we try to make sure that we're able to assist our seniors. And I'll let Lucinda tell you about um, the program that we are currently working on uh, right now with our seniors for the uh, Christmas. This is our fifth annual holiday um, angel drive for our seniors, where you can donate at www.com, coastalcoasl.com, where you, um, we also have an Amazon button for their wish list. Most of the items they would like are socks, crossword puzzles, toiletries. Well, yes, toiletries, yeah. and just things for them for the, the Christmas gift. And also gift, gift certificates are also available. All right, so um, obviously like any organization, you're, you're doing uh, great things uh, for San Jose County. Uh, you are a, a nonprofit, but uh, in, in my world of business uh, training and consulting, uh, nonprofits are no different than for-profits. Uh, you, you've got budgets, you've got marketing, uh, you've got customer service, you've got deliverables. Uh, so I guess recently uh, you did take advantage, which I think is an incredible program and offering here at Indian River State College. Uh, the Council on Aging engaged with our capstone class, which is uh, senior level students in the IRSC School of Business um, to help in different areas uh, of the operations and the organization. Uh, talk just a little bit about your engagement with the Capstone uh, group. How did you find out about it? And, and uh, what, was, what was kind of your request for the student group you were assigned? I'll tell you, actually, Tom, it came about as a result of a chairman of our board uh, Andre Hawkins, who was affiliated with the college for, for many years, uh, felt that the capstone would be an excellent way to assist us. Uh, we had our annual retreat at the board level, and one of the things we wanted to be sure that we were doing is as much as possible to remain relevant and in the focus of the community so they are aware of not only the services that we provide, but are also given an opportunity to assist in ways to help us continue to grow our mission. And so going through the capstone program with those young ladies uh, was just very, very helpful, exciting. I tell you, Tom, uh, they made their presentation to us last week. And the first thing that we noticed was that they all had name tags that said Council on Aging. So I consider them now to be employees yeah. uh, of the Council <laughs> on Aging. Nice. But they gave us a roadmap for actually getting out there and. I'm doing some additional fundraising and doing some awareness. And as you know, today, uh, social media is a very, very important part of getting the information out and making sure that you connect with the public. And so they, as youngsters, are, are very, very well aware and engaged with that media. And it was very helpful for us. Did you, did, did, they, did they kind of, uh... How, what was the process with capstones? Do they do they come out, do some research, interview folks at the council to kind of understand where you are currently and, and then work on a plan? Is that kind of how the process works? Pretty much. Uh, we met with them initially and they allowed us to share exactly what we were looking for. Um, and from there, they developed uh, a roadmap for themselves 
of how they wanted to approach it. Uh, they made several visits to our facilities. They did interview uh, many of our staff. Uh, they did look at all of the things that we had in place currently, including our website and, and other material. And from there, they developed their own plan for how we might be able to engage our donors more and to expand our base for fundraising and to, as I said, increase our presence in the media arena. I mean, you, uh, you mentioned that um, the organization is going to celebrate, did you, you said 50 years, right? Ne Absolutely. Next year? Yes. Wow. I mean, talk about as a, and, and you've been a community leader, political leader, business leader. Uh, now you've led this organization, I think you said for 27 years. How important is it uh, for a leader for an organization to kind of step back and say, you know what, we let's bring in a fresh set of eyes. Let's let's kind of look at who we are, where we've been, and where we're going to go. What how important is that process for a for an organization? Tom, I, I think the best way to describe it is that, uh, individuals who suggest that you're um, too close to the trees to see the forest. Sometimes uh, we have spent many years working on a day to day basis, and sometimes we take it for granted that everyone knows exactly what we're doing and how important it is. So anytime you're able to get outside independent individuals who have an opportunity to observe and suggest to you what they've heard, um, it is extremely helpful. Sometimes it's not always exactly what you wanna hear. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. But it's very, very important to the long-term survivability of your organization. And I think that's just absolutely rule 101 um, as I'm sure you teach your students. And, and again, you know, what I think is uh, so powerful that you mentioned too, is that you, you have a board retreat. I, again, something we stress to, to organizations and, and, and companies and businesses all the time, take that day out of the year, get out of the office, you know, put the, put the cell phones on silent and really take a day to, to really review where we've been and where we want to go. Uh, you know, how important is that process to your organization? It's extremely important. Uh, and again, you are very, very much appreciative of all of the efforts that your volunteer boards provide to you, their policy assistance and the view that they have of the community and their connections. But on, on top of that, Tom, it's important that uh, you are on an annual basis looking in terms of what you've accomplished and what you hope to in the short term, as well as the long term, uh, be able to do going forward. And of course, as I said, I've been with the agency for 27 years. So part of what the board is doing at this point is also looking in terms of making sure that they have a succession plan in place so that it is a smooth transition uh, when they moved me from here to the adult daycare. Right, I, exactly right, yes. When are, you, when are you and I meeting there? <laughs> <laughs> but Tom, you're a few years younger than uh, I. Listen. But, uh, uh, clearly, I would say in the next three years, I, I certainly should have transitioned out of here. Nice. Well, and again, you know, and I so appreciate a a leader recognizing that you have to have that secession plan. It is so important. Uh, you know, I remember my days, you know, at Main Street, and I, I think to myself, you know, that's been a long time ago, and I think you know, hiring the right persons, continuing to support the organization for some time period, 
you know, Main Street exists today, 35 years later. If I had just said, well, you know, I'm moving on and, you know, uh, maybe it might not be there. But you're so right. I mean, succession planning is so important. Uh, certainly in nonprofits, because the work you do is so critical to so many that you can't you can't have that gap in services. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Tom. And I, I will tell you, I'm very fortunate. Um, we have a staff that is uh, not only overly qualified and professional in their approach; they're a lot younger than I am, yeah. and they're still very eager and looking in terms of growth for themselves personally, as well as making sure that the mission is going to be accomplished. And like you said, you want to be able to lead the organization and feel strongly that it will not only survive, but it will thrive right. after you've gone. Yep. So, um, Lucinda, tell us, give us um, your take on the uh, the capstone presentation. What did you take from from the presentation and from the students? What what impressed you and uh, with all the with, with the engagement? What impressed me the most is the donor list that they provided with us and the roadmap of um, the fundraising. They gave us a time to start the fundraising and I think that the time was January we should start. Yes. And also um, who we should reach out to, to start and what um, fundraising we should start. So that was a great presentation on that. It, and did you also get the sense, and I always do when, when I, and a number of our clients, we get engaged because it is such a valuable program, but I'm always impressed with kind of the, the business savvy and the maturity of the students. I, you know, you, you, you think, well, these are just students they're learning, but, but the, I, it really is, uh, it's always impressed me at the, the level of maturity with the students. Did you see that in your group? Very much so. As a matter of fact, Tom, one of the things that the students mentioned was how much they appreciated an opportunity to be dealing with real life organizations that are actually out there operating versus doing quote unquote case studies of right. imaginary companies. So they made a promise that they were certainly going to watch to see exactly how their ideas are implemented and to see what successes have come about. So I think it's very good. And as you said, um, that kind of maturity, I believe is going to be very helpful when they hit the road um, and they're actually in the business arena themselves. Uh, Daryl, I can't uh, tell you how much uh, fun I've had talking to you again. And, uh, and uh, before we, before we went on the air talking about some, the good old days. So uh, I, it's been nice to get uh, reacquainted. So, and again, thank you for all your work. Uh, Lucinda, before I let you off the hook, tell us one more time, how would one get engaged in your holiday angel gift drive? Okay. Actually, you can go to our website, www.coastalcoasl.com. And we also have two drop-off locations. You can also drop off unwrapped gifts. The first location is at 2501 Bayshore Boulevard, Council on Agent. And our second location is in 1505 Orange Avenue, both Council on Agent. And how would one find out about all of the services uh, provided by the uh, Council on Aging St. Lucie, uh, the, the daycare, the transportation, the Meals on Wheels? Where do I go to find all that info? As she said, the www.coastalcoasl.com is our website, and it lays out all of the different programs that we provide. It also gives an opportunity for individuals to um, contact us with any questions or concerns 
because we do also provide information and referral uh, for our clients. And I didn't have a chance to really mention it, Tom, but we also have a nurse registry where we're able to put individuals for skilled nursing and other services in the home directly. And so if you go to our site, you'll be able to see all of those things, including a place where one can donate to the organization. Okay. Uh, again, it is uh, Lucinda uh, Mouton, who serves as the chief financial officer and our, our, our old friend, Daryl Drummond, who serves as the uh, president CEO of the Council of Aging St. Lucie Inc. Thank you both for the work you do. Uh, thank you for your years of service uh, to, uh, to St. Lucie County and the organization. We, we appreciate it. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I, I need to catch up more with the old game. <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll um, maybe we'll we'll meet one day for for lunch. Uh, that would be we'll, we'll, That's right. It'll be yeah. a it'll it'll be a six hour lunch because it sure uh, will. That's right. There's there's a lot of years we, we got to catch up. A lot on. of years there. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate it. So with that, we'll bring to close another segment of Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kennard, your host for the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across St. Lucie County and the Treasure Coast and the entire state of Florida. We'll talk to you next time on Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.